0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. Today is the. What is today? What's the date? It's the 6th. Goodness. Tuesday, July 6th. How was your 4th? How was your weekend? How was your Monday? We've been gone for several days. We had some technical issues. And I guess the IT guy doesn't work on the 5th either. Apparently the 5th's a holiday. So yeah, got the studio back up and running and we are good to go. Unfortunately, it's getting later on uh, Tuesday and we have other shows to record later on tonight. So we're going to do a normal concept Tuesday and then tomorrow we'll do a trending Wednesday, but also have kind of a midweek quick picks because we didn't do Sunday's quick picks. I know that's one of the bigger shows. So tomorrow on Wednesday, we'll do a special midweek quick pick show in addition to our normal uh, trending Wednesday. So that's coming up tomorrow. But today on Concept Tuesday, we'll talk about a couple uh, techniques in terms of money management, hedging, arbitrage betting, and middling. I think that it's just something a lot of people out there confuse. There's a lot of, again, confusion around these topics. And uh, it's something that everyone should know in terms of good money management. And if anything else, this podcast will just clarify the difference between hedging, arbitrage betting, and middling. Special thanks to Better Edge, great friend of the show. And they're doing a lot of great things for the industry of sports betting. The main thing, at least for for my listeners that we're focusing on right now, is the VIG free betting. Now, there's other things besides Vig Free Betting, which is what's really appealing about Better Edge. They're a social platform, social community, so you can follow your friends, follow other people, follow groups of people. There's tournaments, competitions. It's just fun to interact with friends and other people, other pros, and. You know, just have more fun sports betting. But on top of all that, VIG-free betting means that you can win more. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are at sports betting, you can immediately win more money. So it's really cool what they're doing. Everyone should give them a try. At least check them out. online. Betteredge.com. And if you listen in a state where sports betting is not quite legal yet in the US, that's fine because chances are it's still legal on Better Edge. Onlinebetteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-edge.com, like sports better. Promo code SHARP. That promo code gets you a Free bucks, and I'll let them know we sent you here right on the Sharpingle podcast. BetterEdge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so on today's show, hedging, arbitrage, and middling. What's the difference between the three? I think what happens is everyone uses the word hedging for multiple things. Everyone just says, Yeah, I'm hedging here when they could mean several different things. Now, a hedge, specifically hedging, is one of two approaches. You're either trying to protect a profit or minimize a loss. So if you're trying to protect a profit, let's say you made a futures bet on the Phoenix Suns to win a championship back at the start of the season, and you got them for 75 to one, and you put hundred dollars down to win 7,500. Well, now that we're in the finals, you may want to make a small bet on Milwaukee. So you guarantee a profit. Okay. So if you make, and I'm not sure what the odds are, but I think Milwaukee's a little bit, a bit of an underdog. Let's say Milwaukee's plus 150. If you make a thousand dollar bet now on Milwaukee at plus 150, you could win $1,500 if Milwaukee wins the series. So what it looks like for you, again, you made a hundred dollar bet to win 7,500 on Phoenix. Now you have a thousand dollar bet to win 1,500 on Milwaukee. If Phoenix wins, you win six thousand five hundred, right? You win the initial seventy five hundred dollars you, you were going to win in the first place, and then you lose the thousand you hedge with on Milwaukee. If Milwaukee ends up winning, you still make 1400. You win the 1500 from your from your Milwaukee bet and you lose the initial 100 you made on the Suns at the beginning of the season. So you see hedging, you can protect a profit if you hedge. That is a hedge. Also, sometimes people hedge to get off of games. If there's uh, information that comes out after you've bet a game, you may want to hedge off and minimize your losses. Just take the other side, give up the vig. If something happens live during a game, if you make a bet and nothing's going right in terms of your handicap during the game, some people like to hedge off the game, take a small loss and just get get rid of the game. Just forget about it. Minimizing your losses. And really, you may say, why is it minimizing a loss? if you're guaranteeing a loss because your team may win. Well, it's minimizing a theoretical loss over time, right? If you do this every 100 to 150 to 200, and then you keep getting that number up and up and up, if you keep repeating this process and you're getting off of your bad games and you're staying on your good games, that's a profitable approach. So again, hedging, you're either protecting your profit or minimizing your losses. Those are really the only two ways hedging is ever used. Now let's talk about arbitrage betting because arbitrage betting is new because there's many, many more sports books now than there were uh, you know five, ten years ago, especially more legal ones, obviously. And with more sports books comes more places to shop. And with more places to shop comes a variety of prices. Now you're not gonna see this all the time in the NBA and the NFL. Those markets are too tight, too big. You're not gonna see a huge fluctuation on prices, you know? You're you're never gonna see the Patriots a seven-point favorite on one website and then a four-point favorite on the other website. You don't see that. But it's common in soccer or hockey or, you know, maybe some golf prices where you get, I don't know, the the LA Kings minus 110 on web on one website, and then they're plus one thirty on another website. So what you'll get Is occasionally lines will overlap. And what this means is you'll get a team usually right around even money. You're not, you know, it's going to be around minus 105, minus 110, something like that. But you can find sometimes, you know, not frequently, but sometimes you can find teams who are maybe plus 105 on one website. And then you go to another website and then you can find the other team is an underdog. Uh, Or if lines move quickly, I know in college baseball, there was a lot of arbitrage opportunities for betting because you'd get a team that would open up minus 150. And then before you know it, they'd be the underdog. So you would take the underdog at the opening price of plus 130. And then you could get the team that opened as a favorite. At like plus one fifty, plus one sixty, a couple hours after the line opened. So arbitrage betting, arbitrage betting means you're taking two lines. Generally, if they're both plus, right, plus one hundred five, plus one ten, uh, plus one ten, plus one fifteen. Taking two lines that are plus money, guaranteeing a small profit. You can arbitrage bet if there's an overlap. If you have like a minus one fifty and then a plus one seventy five, those would overlap, right? Because the VIG comes with the plus 150. They're going to charge the other side around minus 120 or minus, uh, excuse me, if it's minus 150, they're going to charge plus 120 or so to guarantee that VIG. So if you get a minus 150 favorite, and then you can find the other team for plus 175, that's an arbitrage bet as well. So it doesn't technically have to be two teams who are plus or underdogs, but uh, arbitrage betting is just guaranteeing a small profit Generally, before the game starts, sometimes people like to arbitrage bet during the game. But, and this is probably a topic for another show, you shouldn't always arbitrage every chance you get, it has to make sense mathematically. But again, for a different show, but just know arbitrage betting means you're guaranteeing a small profit by finding lines that overlap. And last, and this is the least used tactic, which I think is crazy, I think more people out there should try middling, it's called middling. Because it's very easy concept to understand and it's little risk for the potential payout. Here's how middling works, and let's use the NFL. Let's use football because middling is common in a sport like football. It's very common in basketball, but let's just use football. Let's say right now, I'll give you an example. Actually, right now, a bet I like and a thing, a chance I think we will all have to middle at the beginning of NFL season. I'm giving it out right now, and just to timestamp this, is to date this. We're doing this on July 6th, okay? So July 6th, currently week one. The Buffalo Bills are minus six at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What I think is going to happen to that line... I think a lot of people are going to be betting on Buffalo. Buffalo is a public favorite. Buffalo is a sharp favorite. Once these lines become a little bit more public and a lot more money gets in by more people betting and by the limits being raised, I think we're going to see this Buffalo minus six go all the way up to Buffalo, maybe minus eight, maybe even minus eight and a half. So what that means is we can take Buffalo minus six right now, then come game day we will either have a great bet, Buffalo minus six, that we just want to keep in our pocket, or we can now middle and take the Pittsburgh Steelers plus, let's say, eight. So here's what happens. Most of the time, you're going to lose one bet and win one bet because you can't lose both. They overlap. So most of the time, you're going to win one, lose one. Either Buffalo will win by at least eight, right? Because if it's seven, then you middle. So that's the idea is Buffalo is going to win by at least eight or Pittsburgh's going to win or lose by at least six. So that's going to happen the majority of the time. But on those magical times where Buffalo actually wins by seven, you now get a payout of 20 to one. You're risking one to win 20 every time you try in middle, at least assuming the line is minus 110. And that works out like this. Again, if the line's minus 110, and we have Buffalo 110 to win 100, okay? 110 to win 100, standard bet, unless you bet a better edge where there's no vague, but still. 110 to win 100 on Buffalo minus six. And then we have 110 to win 100 on Pittsburgh plus eight. So most of the time, we will win one, lose one, meaning we'll lose $10. So effectively, in this bet, we're risking $10. That's what's at risk. But if the game lands on seven, which is certainly a common score for an NFL game to land on, we win two hundred dollars. We win both one hundred dollar payouts of both bets. So you're effectively risking ten to win two hundred every time you middle with this with this uh, uh, price or with 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 this bet. If you make an eleven dollar bet to win ten you're now risking $1 to win 20. You see the math? It's always one to win 20. So middling is very effective. It's very simple. And I honestly think it's something that more people should do more often. It's it's profitable as well. So That's middling, and I think everyone has a chance to do so in the NFL. So if you want to make a bet and get some money tied up, I like Buffalo minus 6 now, and maybe we can follow it up with Pittsburgh plus 8 when the season kicks off. So, all right, that does it for today. You hear my voice, I'm like ready for some water. It's been a couple days since I do a podcast, and it's like, whew, All right. Back at it. But uh, either way, thanks for joining us today. We are back officially every single day. And uh, good luck, whatever you guys have going on tonight. Hope you hit your bets. Hope you cash some. And we'll talk to you tomorrow for several podcasts. This has been The Sharp Angle.